We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. And welcome to the program. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we will be talking with Gabriella Chu, who was one of the 2011 Kids First Film critics who has recently been accepted to the NYU Future Film Scholars Program. Plus, we will be reviewing the new film, 42, as well as Tall Tale and White Fang. So right now we have with us Gabriella Chu, who I am very pleased to have on the show with because I have not talked to in such a long time. So how are you doing today, Gabby? I'm doing good. What about you, Raven? I'm awesome. It's so good to talk with you again. Yeah. So since you've been a Kids First Film critic in the past, you've moved on to such a fantastic program, the NYU Future uh, Film Scholars Program. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? So at the NYU Future Film Scholars Program, I've been watching films and analyzing them, particularly classics like um, 2001, A Space Odyssey, My Darling Clementine, Casablanca, um, Cleo from 5 to 7, Lucifer Rising, Broken Blossoms, and Rebel Without a Cause. And we also consider what makes a movie good. We've dis- we've dissected the dif- definition of film, and we learn a lot of technical film terms. And currently, we're working on a final project with the other... F- NYU departments, which includes the NYU Future Music Moguls, the NYU Dancers, and the NYU Filmmakers. And for our project, the NYU Dancers dance to their own choreography, and the filmmakers film them within only an hour. And afterwards, um, they chose which which shots they were going to use for the final video and the music moguls composed the soundtrack to accompany it and this Saturday me and the other NYU film scholars are going to create a commentary of the film in which we analyze each aspect of it and in the coming weeks I'm going to write a research paper on film. That sounds so incredible it sounds like total film reviewing boot camp like crazy that's awesome so what are some of the things that you've learned in the past few weeks being with them um so we watch a lot of movies and afterwards we have a class discussion on which aspects of the movie you find interesting which scenes captured your attention things like that and we've also considered what makes the movie good and we've broken down the definition of film and we've spent a lot of time recently working with the other NYU departments on our final projects. Well that's incredible congratulations on that that sounds super fun and like a lot of really intense fun work. So how did you find out about this program and what was the process of getting into it? My school has a blog about programs students can apply for. So when I found out about the NYU Future Film Scholars Program, I immediately applied. And for the application, I had to write an extensive essay about five of my favorite films, how film has shaped my life, and why I'm interested in film. And after they received my application, they called me back for an interview. I was so jubilant when I was accepted because they told me 
the competition was very selective this year. Mm-hmm. Well, that's incredible. And that your film vocabulary before, just from when you were a um, film critic in 2010 and 2011, was already so incredible. And your style of film reviewing is amazing. So I think that's fantastic that you were accepted. And I really think it's awesome that you're learning so much more aspects of film critiquing and analyzing film. So do you think that your past experience with Kids First as a critic has helped you towards this career and getting into this scholarship? Definitely. Like, even though I've watched a lot of different kinds of films in this program, when I present my ideas in class discussions, I find it easier for me to elucidate my thoughts, which was something that I practiced a lot as a Kids First film critic in my video reviews and written reviews. Absolutely. So what are you looking forward to now that you have been accepted into the NYU Future Film Program? Well, I just look forward to broadening my knowledge of film, looking at films at a new perspective and watching more films. That's awesome. You are listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are talking with Gabriella Chu, who is one of the 2011 Kids First Film Critics, who has recently been accepted into the NYU Future Film Scholar Program. Plus, we will be reviewing the films 42, Tall Tale, and White Fang. So right now, we are talking with Gabriella, who is an old film critic friend of mine, and she was a uh, Kids First Film Critic in 2010 and 11, and she was recently accepted into this amazing program called the NYU Future uh, Film Scholar Program, and she was just telling me all about it. So, like I was saying before the ID, I personally find your film review style very unique and informative and very professional. So what do you Thank think you. makes... No problem, absolutely. Uh, so what, may, what do you think makes you stand out from other film critics, and what do you think sort of makes you sparkle in the NYU classes? Well, other than having been a kid's first film critic, I'm also an enthusiastic participant in class discussions. I like pointing out specific scenes that we've watched in movies, and talking about why I find them interesting or relating those scenes to similar movies I've watched or incorporating some new film vocabulary into what I'm saying or relating something to even a class that I take at my regular high school. And sometimes my teacher asked the class to write an email to him explaining their thoughts on a on a movie that we've just watched and I always try to express myself as clearly as possible and I usually end up writing an essay. (laughs) Well I think the fact that you're so dedicated to it and so thorough with your thoughts and with your critiques I think that's really incredible. Um, Do you see yourself pursuing a career in film or as a film critique? I'm not sure if I'm going to pursue a film career, but I know that it will still be an eminent part of my life. I know that um, I might not major in film in college, but I will definitely continue to take more courses on it. Absolutely. And what an incredible opportunity you're getting to have with this. And I think it's awesome that Kids First has helped you with that because I could definitely see how that would sort of give you a leg up in the classes already having previous experience. Really? Yeah. So since you have been reviewing films and analyzing films for quite a while, do you think you have a favorite film that you reviewed or something that was particularly interesting for you to analyze or maybe an event that was really fun for you? Um, Do you mean regards to Kids First or the NYU program? Either or, whichever one. Well, for Kids First, um, attending the world premiere of the movie War Horse was definitely my favorite event that I covered for Kids First, and I don't think I'll ever forget it, because the experience of being the youngest person to stand among the international press and interview the stars of War Horse, it's just ineffable, and it's really memorable. Well, I can imagine that sounds like such a fantastic experience, and I remember talking to you about it. Uh, right after you had done it and you sounded so enthusiastic about it. Yeah. So 
do you think there's a film that's been really fun for you to review, whether or not it was in Kids First or the NYU program, or maybe a film that might have been a challenge to review? Yeah, um, for Kids First, I enjoyed reviewing the movie Tower Heist because I thought the um, the plot and screenplay it was filled with a lot of jokes and the movie was also set in New York so there were a lot of New Yorker jokes that I could relate to but <laughs> even if you don't live in New York a lot of the jokes are still laughable and um, the theme of the movie is still related to our economy today because the movie depicts the troubles of the working class and the movie also has a hidden metaphor and as for the NYU film program, um, we watched a movie recently called Broken Blossoms, and it was released in 1919. What I like about the movie is that the director took a lot of risks for the time. The movie was really controversial, and it is a bit like Romeo and Juliet, but I don't find it cliche because it's one of the first movies to have been released, and it's about a Caucasian girl who falls in love with a Chinese guy. And um, the movie is a silent film. And what makes this silent film different from most other silent films is that the main star, Lillian Gish, she had subtle acting, which was something that not many actors had at the time. That sounds like a fantastic film. Unfortunately, we are out of time for this segment today, but Gabriella, it was fantastic being able to talk with you again, and hopefully we'll be yeah. able to speak soon. Thank you and we'll for ha having me, Raven. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being with us, and I wish you the best of luck with your time at NYU, and I know you're a junior in high school now and looking at colleges, so I wish you the best of luck with that and for whatever career you'd like to pursue. Thank you so much for being with us. It's been a pleasure as always. Thank you. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Just because you're a kid doesn't mean you don't have an important voice to be heard. You are our future, and you need a forum to be heard. Tune in to American Pulse on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll talk to the student leaders of America and find out what they're doing to make a difference today. You'll be inspired to start working now for a brighter future later. American Pulse is heard live every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. It's time to lead by example. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. 
You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now we are going to discuss the new incredible film, 42, and we have with us Kiefer. How are you doing today, Kiefer? I'm doing fine. How about you? I'm well. So why don't you tell us a little bit about this film? Gladly. The, mo- the movie is about Jackie Robinson, who was the first African-American to be signed on to an all-white baseball team. And, is, and even though they treat him like garbage, he still acts as a gentleman and does not fight back. Yes, yes. And Jackie Robinson is super famous in sports everywhere because he sort of really stepped up. Um, Like Kiefer said, he was the first African-American baseball player on a major league team because that was just unheard of in his time. And um, he and this was in the 40s. And he really just stepped up to the plate, so to say, and really did not care what anybody else thought of him because he knew what was right and he knew what he was capable of doing. And to him, it wasn't a matter of color. It was a matter of playing ball. So it was an incredible film, in my opinion. What do you think, Kiefer? Likewise, it is one of the most amazing films for the beginning of the year. I absolutely fell fell in love with this film. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Do you think that there was a certain aspect of the film that stood out to you a lot? Absolutely. I absolutely love the acting in this film was extremely exceptional. Yeah, it was incredible. They weren't playing a role. I didn't see actors. I actually saw characters. Mm -hmm. So that's what I really loved about this movie. Absolutely. Well, and that is the best kind of acting when you can't, you're not just like, oh, there's so-and-so playing so-and-so. You're like, wow, there's that character. And they're really embodying that character. Yes. Um, and Jackie Robinson is played by Chadwick Bose, um, and he is incredible, incredible, incredible actor. Uh, so do you think you had a favorite character in this film? Yes, I absolutely loved Branch Rickey, played by Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. This is his best work. To be honest, I never saw Harrison Ford as um, a character. I, only, I just saw Harrison Ford, but yeah. this movie... I really saw Branch Rickey. His acting is marvelous, and it's he has um emotional level in his film is great, and Branch Rickey is a big part of that. Absolutely, I was actually surprised by um the character Branch Rickey, because um, I think I think um. He was such an interesting character because at first you think that, you know, he's really only bringing Jackie on to get a wider demographic of viewers for his baseball team to make more money. But then you later find out that he actually has sort of deeper, more emotional motives behind it, which I really liked because he was such a sweet character, really, even though he sort of seems like this hard old man. He really put himself out on the line for Jackie and for the sport that he loved, which I thought was incredible. Yes, I Absolutely agree with you. So what did you think about the cinematography in this film? I thought the cinematography was wonderful because it really it absolutely looked like you were in the 40s. Mm-hmm. The the background was nice. It was kind of a little bit of a nice suburbia. The baseball fields are amazing. So I absolutely love the cinematography. I, I really agree with you as well. And I like you said, I really think that the cinematography as well as costume and set design really embodied the fact that it was in the 40s and it really embodied the time period. Everything sort of looked almost washed out a little bit. Like it had once been super bright and colorful and then someone just smeared dirt all over it. And I really liked it because it really made me feel like I was being sucked into that time period. It didn't feel like a 2013 movie about the 40s. It felt like a yes. 40s movie about the 40s, which I really enjoyed. Yes. So what did you think of the soundtrack? Oh, the mu- the music was mm-hmm. superb. At the ending, it was... Sorry, I'm getting choked up. Um, <laughs> it was absolutely superb. I felt like he 
when he said when he when he said the music goes along with the pain he's going through, and when he hits a home run, it's it feels like triumphant. It's kind of like the Rocky movies. The music is like the Rocky movies. You feel like he won. It's triumphant. It's superb. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with you. So, do you think you have a favorite scene in this film? Yes. My favorite scene has to be when Ricky tells Jackie Robinson why he signed him on to his baseball team. And I'm not going to give anything away, but that scene really was, it really is a tearjerker. Absolutely. I agree with you. Harrison Ford indulges this character. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we were talking with Gabriella Chu, who has recently been accepted into the NYU Future Film Scholars Program, and we will also be talking about the film 42, Tall Tale, and White Fang, and right now we are talking about the new film 42, about Jackie Robinson, who is the first African-American baseball player in a major league team. And we have Kiefer with us, who was just telling me all about his favorite scene and how incredible Harrison Ford was as his role um, with Branch Rickey. And I personally think my favorite scene was when Jackie is playing his first sort of big game for the Dodgers. And um, Chapman, the coach or the manager of the um, opposing team, he was just being awful to him. And I, I really felt like that scene was so emotional. Um, if you remember that scene, Kiefer, it was a it was a pretty big part in the movie where Jackie really had to overcome all of the slander that was being thrown at him. What did you think of that scene? Because it was one of the more intense scenes, I would say. Well, Raven, this is that scene was really emotional, and after that, it was it was going to be my favorite scene until that um, the other scene came up, but. What this movie really shows is the pain that uh, Jackie had to go through and what he had to put up with to eventually get up to the top. And that scene shows so much and the pain he had to go through for him to be in the Hall of Fame and even show to be a hero to other people. Yeah, and not only the pain that Jackie himself felt, but everyone who supported Jackie, his wife, his family, the rest of the team, um, Mr. Ricky, everyone who supported him felt that heat as well. And what I love is that nobody stooped down to the level of the people that were sort of against them. I love that Jackie never lashed out at anybody. You know, he really composed himself and he knew that he... To, to be a hero and a legend, which is what he really is, he couldn't stoop down to their level. And I think that's a fantastic message to get across. So Absolutely. speaking of messages, what do you think the biggest message was in this film? Um, the message in this film is go for what is right, no matter what. And Jackie shows that in this movie, he's going through so much, and yet he's still on this team. And he's not just playing a game. He's showing that his skin color does not decide on his abilities. Absolutely. Not only doing it for himself, but he's doing it for his family and everyone else in the world that's being treated this way. Absolutely. So since this film is, it has a lot of like, racial slurs and a lot of hatred in it because it was the 40s and that was very prominent in that time period. What age rating do you think you would give this film taking that into consideration? 13-year-olds and up because it is PG-13 and the language in this film is a, is mature but it's appropriate and it shows people that this did, this was what happened to them, this is what they called them, so 13-year-old and up. I agree with you. I saw it with um, my eight-year-old brother, and uh, we sort of prepared him before we let him know, like, that this is how things were and that it was awful, but just so that he wasn't shocked when we were in the theater. And when we got out, he was like, I don't understand what the big deal was. Like, why was everyone being so mean to him? And so I think this film is very educational for younger kids, but they might not necessarily understand 
sort of the full depth of what was going on. Uh, So I agree with Kiefer that 13 and up is an appropriate age. So how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? I would give it a five. I would agree with you with that. (laughs) I just have only one problem with this movie, and that is it was poorly advertised. Yeah. The commercials went out until Monday, five days before it actually came out. And more people need to know about this film and see it. Absolutely. This film was so entertaining and emotional and very witty. And it was um, such an educational film as well. So definitely check out 42 playing in theaters now. Kiefer, thank you for telling us all about this film. Let's take a break. Yes, no problem. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Raven Devaney. And you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Remember Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. Now, let's discuss the film Tall Tale, which is playing this month on HDNet Movies. And we have with us Patrick. So how are you doing today, Patrick? I'm doing very well. Thanks for asking. (laughs) Awesome. Well, very good to have you on the show with us. So why don't you tell us a little bit about this film? Okay, so Tall Tale is an adventurous movie, and I would say it's mostly Western because we have a lot of um, notable, noticeable Western characters. And it's um, the movie is about a young boy named Daniel Hatchett, who um, at first hates the farm he lives on and just wants to you know move to the city and stuff. But after his father passed away, um, trying to save um, the family's farm, he realizes um, there's bigger. Um, futures for the family farm and he really wants to help out his family. Well that sounds like a pretty cool film and this film was made in 1995 so what do you think of the cinematography? Um, The cinematography I think would fit right into today's. I mean um, 1995 is a 
way far back, but um, yeah. the way that it was filmed and um, the setting even was, um, even though it was like in the 1900s, um, you really felt like it was um, engaging when you watch it. Absolutely. Well, that's always important. I, I watch films that are from like way back when, I guess. Well, not way back when, but like in the 50s and stuff. And I think they're still incredible, even though they're, you know, not as high quality as they are now. So I think as long as the plot is there, the cinematography sort of comes second. So what was your overall opinion of this film? I really enjoyed the movie. I mean, at first I thought it was going to be a really cheesy movie, but after watching it, it was a very, um, it was very adventurous. It was intense at times because there's lots of action scenes and there's lots of um, at the edge of your seats moments, as I, could, I guess you can call them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed it. Well, with Western films and especially with action-adventure films, the soundtrack is very prominent. So what did you think of the soundtrack in this particular film? The soundtrack really fit in with the storyline. I mean, um, from every um, gunshot, there was always, you know, a melodic sound behind it. And, you know, it seemed like everything was harmonious together. The music and the, the movie and the plot really worked well together. That's awesome. Well, I'm really glad you liked it. So do you think you have a favorite character in this film? Um, my favorite character would probably be um, Paisel Bill, um, p- portrayed by Patrick Swayze, because um, I, w- I know uh, Patrick Swayze from his other movies, from Dirty Dancing and stuff. And so, you know, when he portrayed Paisel Bill, I did not recognize him at all whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was, he captured the character very, very well. <laughs> and do you think you have a favorite scene in this film? Ooh, okay. Um... My favorite scene would probably be um, at the end of the movie when um, Daniel pushes the train back into, um, I believe it was a cave, because the train was a, mo- a symbolism uh, for modern, for modernizing, um, you know, the um, the countryside and stuff. And so mm-hmm. um, when he was pushing the train back, it really gave an impactful message message of you know trying to save the essence of culture, lifestyle, and you know um, family values. And I thought that was a really strong scene. Absolutely. Do you think there's anything that you might change in this film? Maybe something you might add or a scene you didn't think was necessary? Um, Well, I think one scene that was kind of um, not necessary was probably the bar scene. Um, This is a movie uh, marketed towards younger audiences. And um, though they do meet um, characters along the way um, at the bar, um, I think they could have picked a better setting because in the movie, they do portray Pesco's Bill um, drinking and um, getting into, you know, mishaps at the bar, and I think that wasn't necessary. But then again, that is the culture of the Western um, atmosphere, and so, yeah. I could definitely see how that would almost be sort of a double-edged sword, because one, you want to keep it realistic and true to sort of the Western roots of the film, but then again, if it's uh, sort of geared towards younger kids, you don't want to overly expose them to situations and scenes like that so there comes like a very fine line between um you know appropriate and then over the top yes (laughs) so what do you think was um the main emotion behind this film um the main emotion would probably be um to show younger audience or like the theme would probably be that um you know no matter how small you are and how um, you can really make a difference against the biggest challenges because you know he he's just a young boy but he he really inspired the whole village to you know join him and you know take out this um, this modernized um, system that was about to enter in their uh, traditional values and you know I think that's really important right now because you know there's lots of um, kids and teens out there that um, think that they might just be a small factor, but you know, in the real uh, spectrum, they are, you know, they can change the world. They can surpass any challenges that they want to pass. Absolutely. And that is a very universal theme, even though this film was made 17 years ago. Mm-hmm. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co host, Raven Devaney. And today we will be talking with Gabriella Chu, who was recently accepted into the NYU Scholar Program. Plus, we w- will be reviewing the films 42, Tall Tale, and White Fang. 
So Patrick, what age group would you recommend for this film? Um, I recommend this movie for ages seven to, seven to um, around 13. I think that's a really good age range where they can handle the violence and um, all of the you know, telltale characters and the plot. Mm-hmm. And do you think the plot is simple to understand or are there quite a bit of twists? Um, this plot is very easy to follow along. Um, I mean, I, when I was watching it, I was, you know, eating popcorn and just, um, you know, strolling along with the movie and it's really easy to follow. Um, it's entertaining, it's engaging, and I think it's a really good movie. Good. As long as it's not (laughs) like a Western version of Inception, I think we're good. Yes, I think so too. Yeah. So how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? Um, I would give this 4.5 out of five stars. Is is that allowed? <laughs> yes, that is absolutely allowed. Great. That's what I would give this movie. And why do you think you'd give it that, that amount? Um, again, I think the violence would be just a bit scary. I mean, there's another scene where um, he was he's about to be... Um, he's in this dilemma where he's about to go into this chainsaw. And I was a bit scared because I was on the edge of my seat. like, oh, no, this is really scary. I mean, like, young kids would probably be scared about that scene. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely, Definitely. more intense situations or something to watch out for. Exactly. And about the ratings, you can go into whatever sort of crazy decimals and fractions for rating as you like. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so... Would you recommend this movie to friends or is it more of like a family sit down movie? Um, I think this would be either. I mean, like I was watching this with my family, but I think that if we were watching this with my friends, they would really enjoy it as well because um, there's lots of, you know, funny jokes in there from, you know, the old language that they, they used to use. And there's lots of historical facts that not historical facts, but historical um, images and storylines that could go along with um, your studies as a teen or as a younger um, student. So, yeah. Absolutely. Um, So if you had to be any specific character in this film, who do you think you would best see yourself as? Best see myself as? Um, I think I would see myself as Pesos Bill. I know he's the main character, but I'm very outgoing and I'm very brave. And I think that, you know, if I was in his situation, I would do exactly what he was doing. Um, I also do have um, some background in um, Taekwondo. And so I think I could handle those villains. <laughs> nice, nice. You're, you're very well prepared, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> uh, so is there any specific aspect of this film that really stuck with you the most that you'll remember, whether it's a scene or the cinematography or something that really stood out for you from this film? Um, something that stood out would probably be um, when his father passed away. Um, well, not passed away, but he was injured at first. And so when um, when his son thought that he was about to die, it was just really emotional. And, you know, I put myself in that perspective and I was just... I was just, you know, what happened if that happened to me? I would totally feel, you know, out of place and out of this world. But, you know, when he he handled it so well, and I I really enjoyed that scene. Mm -hmm. And do you find this film relatable? Because I know not all of us are living in the Wild West and (laughs) get to go hang out with gunslingers at bars. Um, But do you think that there are certain aspects of the storyline or certain characters that could be relatable? Um, I definitely think... um, that this movie is relatable um, because, you know, there's lots of, again, the theme of, you know, younger kids standing up to, to bigger um, ideals. But also there's also, you know, um, the youthness in this movie because, you know, we don't have, um, you know, through technology, we don't get to go outside and, you know, go on adventures more. But I think this is such a good message because, you know, we should definitely go out and go on those adventures, go on a hike. And, you know, I think it's it's something that our society needs right now. Absolutely. Sort of unplug from technology. I think that's Mm -hmm. definitely an amazing message, uh, especially now, because, I mean, technology is everywhere. And even if you're on the computer, there's like other flashing ads for different technology you can go on. And it's really overwhelming. Like, I'm a little bit scared to see like what the next biggest technology outbreak is. You know, we're going to be able to text each other through like our eyeballs. So I definitely (laughs) think that's a very important message. Message and very prominent. 
Yes, I think so as well. <laughs> well, this film sounds very fantastic, and it is playing all month on HDNet Movies Kid Scene, so definitely check that out if you're interested in Wild West and good messages and action and adventure. So, Patrick, thank you so much for telling us all about the film Tall Tale. Well, thank you for your time, and thank you for having me. Absolutely. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now we are going to discuss another film that is playing on HDNet this month, and it is White Fang. And we have with us Jaylene. And how are you doing today, Jaylene? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? I am doing very well. So why don't you tell us a little bit about this film? Well, this film is about Jack, who goes in search for his father's gold. Um... And really what happens is on his adventure to finding this gold, he goes through a whole bunch of obstacles and he has to climb. Um, he has to like climb big mountains and go through horrible weather conditions. But eventually he finds this mine, mine um, where, his dad, where his dad left the gold. And on his way there, though, he finds this wolf dog and it becomes his best friend and they have great adventures together. That sounds like such a fantastic film. I've heard a little bit about it from previous radio shows. Um, I have not yet seen it myself, but since it is conveniently playing on HDNet movies, I will definitely check it out. So what do you think of this movie? I absolutely love this movie. I'm a big uh, animal person, animal lover, and I have my dog, and I know how close I am with my dog, and that's kind of how Jack was in the movie. Like, the from the minute he saw the uh, white thing, mm -hmm. he absolutely fell in love with it. 
he saw him when he was just a when he was just a puppy. He got lost from his mom. Actually, poachers killed his mom, killed mm-hmm. White Fang's mom. So he saw him as a puppy, but didn't really like process it to go and like care for it. Yeah. So so he didn't really um he didn't really see it, but he saw later later that month in the market that White Fang was with another owner and immediately remembered him and felt this connection. And it was really amazing to watch it. That's incredible. I think it's awesome when you can watch a connection form between two characters, especially when it's between an animal and um, a human character, because I really think the connection between humans and animals is so strong. And especially because wolf pups are so adorable, if I do <laughs> say so myself. Yes. So what genre do you think you would put this film into? Is it fantasy? Is it action, adventure? What would you say? I'd put this in Western adventure. <laughs> it's, it's, it does take place in the Western than the 800s, and it definitely was an adventure going through its tough situations with his dad's old friend, Alex, which is kind of strict. He, he was really tough on Jack. And especially when Jack accidentally fell into the freezing cold river, like he was <laughs> oh like, you're gonna ha- he was like, you're going to have to get up on your own. He was really tough on him. So they had these great adventures together. Mm-hmm. I think that's awesome that it is an adventure movie. That seems to be the theme of the night. Mm-hmm. So what did you think of the cinematography in this film? I thought the cinematography was great. Like, when White Fang was a pup, you would see the camera going through like the the snow and the grass. And when White Fang was running, the the snow would like pop in like the um the camera. Like it was like if you're actually sitting there watching the pup run through the snow. It was really great. That's awesome. I love when there's action shots, especially with animals, and you see sort of the way the ground moves around them. I I love that. I think it's very skilled cinematography and very skilled camera angles. So do you think you have a favorite character in this film? Absolutely. My character, my favorite character must be White Fang because he was just so adorable throughout the entire movie. He's, he kind of just reminds me like my dog. And so every time I saw how adorable he was, like when he was a puppy, he was like trying to fish for, trying to fish in the river, but he couldn't because he was so small. So he would almost fall in and he was just adorable. And I absolutely loved him. That's so cute. So what sort of time period does, does this span over? Is it just a few days, a few months, years? What is it? This would be a, a few months because it does show the growth between White Fang, like when he's a puppy, and then Jack really doesn't notice him. But a couple months later, later he does see White Fang again in the market with um, another owner, like these Indians. So it does. He does. It does mm-hmm. progress. He does see the growth. Mm-hmm. I see. And what age rating do you think you would give for this film? I'd give this for I give this rating six through twelve because it really it, mm-hmm. it's really a big family movie. It's something you'd want to watch with your entire family and your dog. <laughs> um, it really <laughs> absolutely it really got to include the pets. Really your, yeah, it really touches your heart. Like it almost had me in tears when Jack was like thought that White Fang betrayed him and was like, go away. Like, I do not want you anymore. It really made me tear up. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devani, and today we have been talking with Gabriella Chu, who has recently been accepted into the NYU Future Film Scholars Program. Plus, we have been reviewing the films 42, Tall Tale, and right now we are reviewing White Fang, and we have with us Jaylene. She was just telling me all about this film and that it's definitely one you won't want to miss, which is fantastic because it's playing on HDNet Movies Kids Scene right now, all this month. Um, so, Jaylene, do you think you have a favorite scene in this film? I do have a favorite scene. It must it it's the last scene in the movie, and it's right after Jack tells White Fang to leave, and um, the poachers actually burn down Jack's cabin, 
And so Jack is all miserable on top of his cabin, fixing, fixing it up. And all of a sudden, he sees he sees White Fang in the corner of his eye, and White Fang's running towards the cabin. And Jack climbs off the roof and runs towards White Fang, and it was just so touching. That sounds very touching. Sounds like a tearjerker right there. Um, so, how many stars do you think yes. you'd give this film on a scale of one to five? I'd give this film five out of five stars because personally, I really loved it and it was really amazing. It's um, a good family movie and especially for dog lovers, just like I said, it's it really touches your heart and it shows you the, the true meaning of friendship. Absolutely. And what do you think is the main moral or message that this film puts out to audiences? I think that the main message in the movie would be friendship is always important. No matter how much uh, White Fang would kind of upset Jack or Jack would uh, think that White Fang is betraying him, they'd always come together and they would make it through everything together. They they helped stop the poachers and they helped rebuild his house and a dog's a man's best friend. So I think that is really important. Absolutely. And do you think that this film has a relatable storyline? I do. Anyone can relate to um, to this movie, just like I can relate to my dog, uh, for her always being there for me. So White Fang was always there for Jack, and they'd have moments, and he'd feed, Jack, he'd feed White Fang, and, and I thought it was adorable. They'd play together and everything. That's awesome. So if you could see yourself as... Any character in this film, who do you think you'd be and why? I think I would be Jack because Jack is really courageous and brave and know what he wants. And that's just like me. I, I'll, will, I'm willing to do anything and as long as I put my heart to it. And that's what Jack did. <laughs> that's awesome. Do you think um, it sounds like you, you pretty much like this film as it is, but do you think that there's something you might want to change about this film or maybe add something, maybe leave a scene out? I do. There was this scene that really, really would crush your heart if you would have seen it. Um, it was about White Fang, how the poachers would put White Fang in the dog fighting ring and they would have White Fang, because he is like half wolf, half dog, literally go and beat up another dog and would totally just like hurt the other dog and I thought that was you could have shown how tough the dog was but that was really extreme I almost was about to cry like oh that was torture yeah that's really sad I hate stuff like that I can't stand it because that kind of stuff like actually happens and oh I just can't stand when there's animals that are in pain because they can't really like say anything about it and so uh, it's just so sad exactly. um so really quickly before we're out of time for today do you think that you'd recommend this film to friends and um the targeted age group for this film i do i think this is a great movie to watch with both with your family i watched it with my mom we both were in tears and with my friends i totally invite them over and just watch this movie they'd love it too Awesome. Well, Jalen, thank you so much for being with us. Unfortunately, we're out of time for today. But if White Fang sounds like an interesting film to check out, definitely go watch it. And it's playing all month on HDNet Movies Kids Scene. So check that out. And Jalen, thank you again for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, and see your favorite up-and-coming film critics by going to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to The Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on The Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of C, we'll see you again next week. We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. 
Your host will be combing the pages of the mall and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and... And listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. And get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app. Powered by Aircast. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Remember Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. 
We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. Express yourself. Have we got a show that will keep you on the pulse of the fashion world? Our hosts are two teens who know fashion, and they have the inside look when it comes to fashion for our generation. Tune in to Fashion Forward on Voice America Kids. We'll discuss what's hot and what's not, the latest in fashion trends, things to look for on the horizon, and more. Fashion Forward is your weekly guide to what to wear today, tonight, this weekend, and this season. Tune in every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Fashion Forward on the Voice America Kids channel. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. 